Hi, Dan and Bill. Dan Bernstein here. Just wanted to let you know that by all reports and accounts and all available data, you're doing a really terrible job of getting your podcast off the ground. So at this point, it would be unreasonable to predict any level of success whatsoever for zero doinks. Before we get into all the nonsense, here is a new original tune, courtesy of Daughter of Bill Doinks. It's going to be red hot. Thank you, Phoebe Bridgers. Is that how you pronounce your name? It is now. Take it away, daughter. God, yes. Nailed it. Whoa, we're back. A few days later, Bears are still undefeated, still going into Green Bay next Sunday. We will talk all about that game and anything we might have forgotten about the Niners game. Plus, Rick Fieldsman's back again. Freeze take back again. The Big Ten West, I think it goes through champagne, personally. We are going to talk about everything. Zero Dykes, go Bears. Yes! Yes! Hello, Becky. Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. The Bears are still undefeated, baby. Oh, my God. It's been two days since I've seen your face, Dan. I'm a little um, – I don't recognize you because mm. last time I saw you, you were outside. You had the shirts. Uh, you were – I think you were walking an animal of some sort, but glad to have you back under your own roof. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about the uh, 
This, I, I was doing a lot of huffing and puffing as well, my fat ass walking along the dangerous streets of Downers Grove with my dog. His name is Andre Dawson. We call him Dawson. He had the shards. He ate an entire plate of bacon this evening, Bill. So oh boy. we may get a, uh, a repeat of that. So I don't. I mean, the Bears are back. They're 1 yeah. 0. So anything that happens from here on out until they lose does not matter. Does not mm-hmm. matter at all because mm-hmm. we are top of the table yep. in the NFC North. We That's are. it. That's all there is to it. And we're the best. We're the best. Eberflus has not and will not ever lose. Uh, does your dog, your dog kind of sounds like Guy Fieri, just based on the diet so far from what I'm hearing. Yeah. A lot of a lot of real wet meat. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He does. He eats a lot of, he's got spiky blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He maybe has gotten me too a couple of times. Definitely drives old cars to diners, drive-ins, and dives. Um, and he, Guy Fieri looks like, he shits a lot, doesn't he? Like, Oh, like, he has to. And he yeah. seems like, uh, to me, like a guy who gets, no matter where he's at, public bathroom, wherever, he's a get-completely-nude guy while shitting because he knows it's going to be a dangerous session if he doesn't. Yeah, I... I could totally see that. He seems like when he walks into one of those diners, you know, like his cameraman follows him and, and guy, instead of shaking the hand of the owners, like, just show me where your toilet is. I, I got, <laughs> I've been on the road for a while and just, you're right. He, he might even just walk into the kitchen nude and head to that bathroom. Yeah. And he's also a, <laughs> I agree with all that for the record. Yeah. Like a hot mic guy, like forgets to turn mm-hmm. his mic off. Like you know, is it the Food Network who who hosts that mm-hmm. show? It's a great show, by the way. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan. You know, they have so much audio of him just having just the Hershey squirts, yeah. like in the hottest form that there could be, and just a lot of like praying to God that he is cured of this hot shitting. Yeah, and. He does. He definitely has a show. And I think part of it is I like the show as well. The one thing I don't like, although I, I like to hate watch for this reason sometimes, is when, you know, you got the the chef just, you know, doing their thing, mixing up something in a in a big cauldron of something. And then here comes Guy Fieri's dirty, gloveless hand and, like, grabs some food. He's like, blah, 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 and he just, it's like, <laughs> yeah. get your dirty... I just three minutes ago you dropped a fucking log basically on the stove there, buddy. So you know, like get your dirty hand. You did not wash your hands after after dropping those logs either. No chance. Those had to have been pre-pandemic episodes because I'm sure he can't pull that off now. We recently watched it on vacation when it's just one of those things where you're like, I don't have streaming services right now. I got to watch whatever's on, and we watch that show. And Jordan Doinks hit me with like a re like one of the people on the show said, I know you don't like eggs, but this is a mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that he didn't care for eggs. You're shaking your head. Yes. You knew that I, I did from a prior show. And I thought okay. to myself, how does how does like a, a supposed chef not like eggs? OK, well, it makes me feel better that you knew that because I just thought Jordan was like has like a like Guy Fieri in her spank bank and is just just well, knows everything about him. So 
Maybe the same for you. Are you jerking off to Guy Fieri? Oh, not just to him, with him, and in him. (laughs) In the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I hate pews. I don't miss those things at all. Um, all right. <laughs> Why don't we see around the bend, Dan? Zerdux. Let's get in our car and ride on to the next episode of Triple D. Jump in and we're going to come together. Packer preview coming up. F*** you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, things got weird in the intro. It's going to be a fun one. Dan, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but we're visiting Lambeau Field on Sunday night in front of a group of mostly very ugly fans, and I can't wait. Can you? No, I can't wait. This is the one we can tell if we're actually for real. I know Marcel threw this out there, and I did actually... uh, look at the weather and it looks like there may be more, a bit more rain i think maybe we're just good in the rain bill i don't know that that just could be the case but i'm excited for I, i'm excited yet still very nervous about sunday night i don't know that i will be comfortable with playing the packers until aaron Rodgers is uh dead mm-hmm. i feel like once he retires but he's still alive i'm still gonna feel uneasy it's when he's just officially dead which he'll probably outlive me at least. Probably not you. You're you're in good health. So I'm a wild card. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited though. This is the best way to go into week two when you're one and oh, motherfucker. Ooh, yes. Um before we jump into your always amazing preview of, of the upcoming week, can I read you just a little bit of Dan Pompey? Oh God. Okay. All right, just to wrap up his thoughts about Bears 49ers, that these are things I jumped out. Uh, he said he's a Hall of Fame writer, right? We know that. He's he's unimpeachable. Is that the right term? Sure. But last we had heard from him prior to uh, his quick hits column, he was absolutely sucking off Ted Phillips, calling him just the greatest team president anybody could ever possibly have. So... We've always known he's truly an idiot, but you know I know there's some some other people out there that think he's great. But anyway, Dan Pompey, listen to this. Listen to this pretzel that your brain's about to be put into. Given the conditions, it wouldn't be fair to read too much into Justin Fields' first half or his second half. And then he puts a couple things about Justin Fields maneuvering around an offensive line, and then he finishes the same thought with, He will not win many games completing 47.1% of his passes, however. Um, Do we think he's going to complete less than half his passes? Do we not 
factor in the the fucking clouds sharding yeah. all over his arm the entire game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, um, apparently you are reading too much into his first and or second half, you dumb fuck. Yeah, that's typical Pompey. I mean, I don't know what to say. He, he's just, I, I guess anytime I read him, I just go, ah, what, what do you want me to do with that? Yeah, of course he's going to have not be uh, the best thrower of a football in the middle of a fucking rainstorm, right? Like, yeah. what do you expect? And then, to, yeah. I, I guess it's also, I mean, I don't know. He's not totally wrong. I don't know. It, it's kind of a throwaway game. Like, what do we know? Maybe not much, but I'm more, you know, there was more positives than not. He could have completely fucking folded in half and just crawled inside Virginia's chapel and just set the entire second half out, but he was a completely different person. We were a completely different offense in the second half. So to just poo poo the whole thing, because it rained, his stats weren't as, and shut the fuck up, Dan Pope. Yeah. Just shut up. He also, Dan Pope also said, it will also be more difficult for the bears to do it their way. Now that opponents know what they are all about. What? What? What does that mean? (laughs) What what are the Bears all about? I don't know what they're all about at this point. Do you? No, absolutely not. Whoa! Ooh, we just gave up our entire playbook in yeah. the middle of a fucking rainstorm on Sunday. Oh my god, that's that's nuts. He's he's yeah. a crazy person. Fuck that he is, guy. He is a crazy person. He looks he looks unwell too. I when uh, I think you and I saw him on a. I don't know if it was a, a a show of some sort that has video. Thank God we don't because yeah, we're ugly. you ladies and men would not be able to control yourselves <laughs> with these two hunks right up in your eyeballs. I don't know. I don't know with what I'm you, saying. in you, <laughs> and in the unity of your eyes. Guy Fieri. Please be seated. <laughs> Very polite. You'd make a great priest, Dan. I just want to say that right now. Mm-hmm. There's a priest in my family. It's in oh, my yeah. blood. Is it genetic? I never had the calling, right? Never. Like, yeah. uh, have we talked about this? I feel like we, maybe not. Maybe offline. No. What, like, these priests who are like, I had the I had the calling. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does Jesus, like, sh- like, show up? And he's like, hey, dude, if you want in, you're in. Is that how it works? I don't. Yeah. I'm curious, I mean, but I'm also too too scared to ask family members who are priests well, i think you should next time you have a family barbecue and said family members there definitely pull them aside and and give them those queries uh i think yeah i guess you have to see a sign so maybe you know you're playing football with some buddies and next thing you know the center turns around and it's jesus playing center yeah okay. <laughs> or cornerback i guess i think is what you established last week that uh-huh. he, he would have been a little bit of a handsy quarterback uh, Darren in Dublin said, would not make a good cornerback because he had holes in his hands. That's a great point. <laughs> it really was. It was a great line. We, do you think man. we will, do yeah. you think we'll talk about Jesus every week? <laughs> I, I made fun of the faith-based sports column mm-hmm. or blog last week, but we may be turning into that. I don't know. Hard to say. Very hard to say. This has been Tabernacle Talk. (laughs) The mini fridge that's behind the priest.
Tabernacle Talk. That's where they keep their RC Cola next to the host. Host? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Have you ever bought the last time you, When was the last <laughs> time you've had one? Uh, I had one, actually. We have them at, um, <laughs> this is weird. Oh, at I'm like, excited. Uh, our family Christmas dinner, not on Christmas, but like our mini family, we do like our own little Christmas on the 23rd. And for some reason, we have like, we make ourselves a fancy dinner. And as part of that dinner, hey, here's a little bit of unblessed Jesus for you. Wait a minute. Yeah, Is go there ahead. a process to this? Is it is it actually blessed or mm, is I don't, it? I think it's fresh off of the off of the shelves of Mariano's. <laughs> <laughs> so, does it like when you're self scanning it? Does that does that bless it automatically? Like, beep beep. Uh, All right, we're good. Do you not have to pay for it if it's? Hmm. Or at least you don't unblessed. pay taxes for it. <laughs> it's for intended to be a religious appetizer. Great question. I think. Hopefully, you're building a list of questions to ask your family member. That, yeah. That's another. That's another one. Okay. Yeah. So that was right. the last time. I, uh, you know, hand up. Big fan of the taste of those things. Oh, you know, I, I am. They could, they could use They're, a little salt. They could. Oh, sorry. Hey, father, can you put some cheese on that shit? I'm hungry. You got any Cajun seasoning for this? I want. My, I want my Jesus to sound like Coach O. Hey, give me some of that wine, except got any Sauvignon Blanc in the tabernacle? Do you ever rip the wine? That's We got to get off this subject, but who's drinking the wine? That's yeah. like lips. You might as well just be just smooching people, just strangers in the, in the church, right? Yeah, because they've used that like that one towel that probably hasn't yeah. been washed since the 60s to wipe it <laughs> off. Like, yo, real confident in that. Yeah, Volunteer. There's... Never, never a chance. One of my daughters will sort of veer towards it, and I'm like, not a fucking chance. Keep mm-hmm. moving. Keep moving. Um, Do we have to – does one of your daughters have a drinking problem? Do we need to talk about this? I think so. Okay. I think so. Well, you hear it's the cup of Christ. You actually – you want to give it a shot, and I don't blame her, but mm-hmm. don't do it. Mm-mm. No offense, Jesus. Yeah. It's just not for us. None taken. Um. All right. So <laughs> – I think that's enough of Dan Pompey and <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and Jesus, at least for a few minutes. Um, I suspect you may have done a little homework going into this Green Bay game, Dan. Is that accurate? A little bit. It's a little tough since we've done, you know, quite a few Packer reviews. But let's let's rip through it here. Let's see where we stand all time. Packers are one hundred three ninety five and six against us. I mean. It was not that long ago where we were still, you know, we'd hang our hat on, oh, we still lead all time against the Packers. That came and went very quickly in the last few years. So uh, that's not great, but we got plenty of time to turn that around. All right, last game against the Packers uh, at Green Bay. We lost 45 to 30. I believe it was in December of last year. We were actually up 27-21 at halftime. Is that a Frito? What are you eating there? You kind of look like a Eucharist, didn't it? It kind of did. It's a potato chip. The body of Christ. The body of Fieri. Amen. 
What was that voice? That was great. That was great. All right, back to the game. Rodgers threw for 341 yards and four touchdowns. JF1 had 224 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, a lost fumble. Uh, Bill, something to keep your eye on. JF1 in this game last year rushed for 74 yards. Oh, baby. That's good. That's good for us. All right, that's all I got on that one. Last time the Bears won at Lambeau. I may have done this previously. If I did, you're going to hear it again. Um, November 26, 2016, Thanksgiving night. Bears win 17-13. Uh, they hold off the Packers on fourth and goal from the eight with 22 seconds left. Rodgers claims he lost feeling in his left hand. Sure thing, you lying piece of shit. Uh, Shea McClellan finished with a game-high 10 tackles. What do you think Shea McClellan's doing these days? He's going to be like on a farm, like wrestling cattle hmm. or something, right? I could see that. I first thing that came to my mind was he's selling Subarus. Okay. Yeah, that's a Subaru name for sure. Uh, Cutler had 200 yards, one touchdown. Rogers, 200 yards, 202 yards, one touchdown. Eddie Lacy with 105 yards rushing. What is he up to these days? Just being fat. Yeah. What a great profession that is. I speak from experience. doesn't pay well. Uh, all right. That's all I got for that. Let's go to the coaching staff. Head coach, Matt LaFleur. He's he's a good coach, right? I think. Maybe. It seems that way. I guess we'll know more when Rodgers is gone, if he's worth a shit. That, that'll be the telling. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 41 and 14 all time, including the playoffs. Pretty hot start there. Uh, his his younger brother is uh, Mike is the offensive coordinator for the Jets, so we'll get to him later in the year. I do remember that we mentioned this before, but as a reminder, he played he Matt played in the National Indoor Football League for a team called the Omaha Beef. Just an all time great name. It is that's that's a perfect name. How many? Um, I think that I I saw him on the sidelines against the Vikings, and this question came to my mind. How often do you think Matt LeFleur gets a haircut? Oh, feel, it had weekly yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. He's incredibly well shorn. Yeah, he's not. He's got a guy like on retainer. I think that's what they call it. Um, all right, the offensive coordinator this year is Adam Stenovich. He is was promoted this year to OC, replacing Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, which, by the way, great start for him. Hackett last night. Doesn't know how to coach. Doesn't know timeouts. Uh, you go by Nathaniel. You're asking for trouble anyway. Okay, Adam Stenovich. That's who we're talking about. He's been the O line coach since 2019. He was the run game coordinator. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, offensive line coach is Luke Butkus. He's of course the nephew of Dick Asshole, right? Yep. Big time asshole. Okay. Yep. Former Ryan Fire. Thanks for flooding the shower on your way out after you broke your leg and had to go to Birmingham, Alabama. You owe the hotel in Dusseldorf a lot of money. How did he flood it? Was it just pubes or what, what, what was going on? Well, that's, yeah, that would be a ton of pubes, huh? Just like inviting the whole team in to shave each other's Johnson so. areas. Yeah, that's possible. Why not? Okay. All right. Oh, so I just assumed maybe it was just his, but you had the whole team in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's it's Germany. You know, they have very wide and thick drains, so it's going to take more than one Luke Butkus's P 
pubic area. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on here. Quarterback coach uh, for the Packers. That's got to be an awful job having to deal with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tom Clements, he was with the Packers from uh, 2006 to 2016. Uh, He was the offensive coordinator for the Packers for the last three years there. Then he retired. Then he came back to be a quarterback coach with the Cardinals from 2019 to 2020. He retired again, and now he's back with Green Bay for another run. Clements played quarterback at Notre Dame, and he spent a lot of time in the CFL. He was inducted into the CFL Hall of Fame in 1994. Uh, So shout out Ty on that one. That's pretty neat. (coughs) Sorry. Do Do we know who he played for? It was like a, it was like three or four teams. I don't know. Hmm. Didn't I feel like if you jump around that much, you can't make the Hall of Fame, especially in Canada. Especially in Canada. No offense, Ty. All right, defensive coordinator. Second year as as the Packers DC is Joe Barry. He's the son-in-law of Rod Marinelli, who's uh, the Raiders D line coach. I'm stunned to see that Rod is still doing it. He's got to be hmm. just slightly younger than the Queen. And he's, I think. <laughs> He's buddies with uh, Eberflus. 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 Uh, special team. Yeah, didn't. Wait, wait, wait. Didn't Marinelli come in and talk to the the Bears? He did. Are we sure that he's still with the Raiders? Oh, Maybe boy. not. I, Wikipedia might not have. Uh, you know what? It's, it's I, always he accurate. Can't, he can't be, right? If you look close enough, it's going to say that Coach Cuse is one of their one of their coaches too. <laughs> yeah, I who would not. do that. He's not with them anymore. Thanks. Sorry, that was last year. My apologies, guys. Uh, not a big research guy. If you thought I was, you're a fucking idiot. All right, special teams coordinator is Rich Bisakia. How do you say his name? Bisakia, the interim Raiders coach from last year. You're Italian. You say it. Yeah, it's got to be a, a real cheesy bread. Yeah, okay. I don't have a lot on him, but what caught my eye on Wikipedia is he went to a college called Yankton, uh, which sounds like a, something you do with Guy Fieri. He grew up in Yonkers in New York, but ended up in Yanktown, Yankton, not Yanktown, <laughs> Yankton, South Dakota. Oh, boy. Uh, so I was curious what the fuck that is. I think it's an NAIA school. Uh, Lyle Alzado who uh raiders big steroid guy if i remember mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh he also went there he was from long island so they have some weird new york connection with this weird ass south dakota school other notable alumni only one that caught my eye is a guy named earl rose who is the who was the dallas county medical examiner at the time of the jfk assassination wow well, yeah that's this is one that's of them it's a deep uh, dive so I just looked quickly at his Wikipedia page because why not? He seems like kind of a well-known guy. He did uh, autopsies for uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, Jack Ruby, who mm-hmm. died, I think, a lot later, and then someone else who died with JFK, maybe one of the Secret Service guys. Okay. Uh, just a weird, just a weird profession in general. I, he seems like I he was like agree. a famous like autopsy guy they were like there was some plane crash he was like call in earl rose he's gonna come come check these people out weird just weird 
He's like that. Uh, who's the famous surgeon that like does everybody's Tommy John, or you always go for like a second opinion? Yeah, there's a guy in in Birmingham, Alabama. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, Doctor J. Yeah, he's the Doctor James Andrews of autopsies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think we're bearing the lead here. I, I need to learn a little bit more about Yanktown, and yeah. uh, I think Brian Brian in Montana, one of our fans and eggs. I feel like he could slip into our DMs and tell us about that's. You're close to the Dakotas, Brian. We haven't heard from you in a while. Tell us about Yanktown, baby. <laughs> He's got to know about the Yanktown. Uh, all right, that's all I got on the coaching staff. <laughs> Yanktown. Uh, Gophers. There's one gopher on the Packers. It's De- Devondre Campbell, pretty good linebacker for them. There is no Illini on the team, Bill. None. Explains why they're 0-1. <laughs> there's uh that's all i got actually for the preview like i said we've done the packers quite a few times the front office and ownership structure the executive board it confuses me and i gave me a headache so i don't i didn't do any of it so <clears throat> there you have it packer time how do you feel packer about the time. packers are you worried about mm. them or no i'm oddly i should be because the we've seen we've seen this movie before, haven't we? You know we're yeah. we're feeling great. Packers are down a little bit, and uh, we play them, and things never seem to go our way. Um, but watching Sunday, it's like how much better can they get this early in the season? I think we might be catching them at a decent time. Where I feel like it's hard. It's gonna be hard for them to go a total one eighty this early. So. I think I mean we're on hams and spreads yet. We'll we'll we'll, we'll throw our there. opinions there. But yeah, I feel I feel pretty good. And I, I and we're healthy. I think that's and they don't seem to be necessarily, right? They're already as Marcel I think sends something they're already making excuses. They may be lose or may be out three offensive line men already, which is hot. Yeah, and their offensive line was pretty bad against the Vikings and it's like you know, week one hard to tell if they're bad or if the Vikings are good. The Vikings might actually legit be good, but which is unfortunate. But, you know, the thing that stuck out to me is Rodgers was holding on to the ball for a lot longer than he, he seemed really uncomfortable with his receivers out there. Right. And I don't think it was necessarily that first drop by Watson, yeah. but he does not. He seems real unsure of himself. Uh, very. Everything he was throwing was was were short passes, mostly to uh, Dylan and Jones. So it was that was really strange to see. And he took, I think he got sacked four times, and most of those just seemed to be he was getting pressure, but a lot of times he'd get rid of that ball and just seemed to have no trust in his receivers. So I think over you know not having Devonte Adams just to fucking throw it up there and usually things go well with that. He seemed real unsure of himself. So you, I, yeah. I feel optimistic as well, but I, I won't be, I won't feel comfortable till he's dead. As I said before, Oh, Chewbacca. Thank you. Um, pleasure's all mine. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know I feel, I feel too good. I'm kind of scared about how good I feel about it. You're totally right about Adams. He, I was watching um, some pregame. I don't know if you saw it, Fox. 
uh, Aaron Andrews interviewed Rodgers just before the Bears 49ers game is when they aired that. And, and she asked him, like, how, you know, how do you feel without Adams and whatever? And he said he feels super weird without him, basically. He was, oh, he, he oh, volu- really? yeah, yeah, he volunteered it. And, you know, he's he's always been one to make an excuse and to blame a young yeah. wide receiver. So I'm not surprised that he's already kind of talking that way and acting the way he did on the sideline, probably blaming that – what's his name? I, always, I want to call him Christian Kirk, Christian Watson, Watson. For, for a big drop. And, you know, guys weren't running the routes that he wanted them to, I'm sure. You know, so – but that doesn't absolve him from throwing a pick, and it doesn't – and, yeah, I, you're totally right. He took a beating mostly because he he was insecure about his decisions. So yeah. Apparently that's what happens when you hire a 96-year-old Tom Clement to whisper in his <laughs> ear again. Yeah, and I, I think the – who's the other uh, wide receiver, the new guy? Dobbs, I think. It's like – I just assume it's Lou Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah, but he he actually seemed – he had a couple catches that I thought were pretty – like that's a guy I feel like I could be worried about yeah. more than Watson yeah. for some reason. So No, he's going to be good. I I totally agree. I think he'll yeah. be He will eventually be, you know, Adams-esque probably in that offense, unfortunately. Probably. Probably. But, you know, if we get some pressure on him, which, you know, it seemed like we we did a, we did that this past Sunday in the rain. We could, things could get weird. I guess we could talk about it in hams and bread in a couple of segments. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan, thank you for digging so deep. A little disappointed that um, you didn't have anything new to t- uh, say about Green Bay's own Tony Shalhoub, but we'll, we'll oh, let it slide. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that totally slipped my mind. Yeah, we should get a Tony update. Next Packer game, remind me ahead of time. and We'll get a Tony update. Maybe I'll reach out to him. See if we can get is, is he on cameo? Let's find out for sure. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll do some digging here. He can't be up to much, so no. uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. This has been Green Bay Packers preview exclusively on Zero Dykes. Come on, me Guy Fieri. Oh, baby, we haven't done this in a while, but it's Packers week. Let's do something special. Let's bring back. See me after class from season three regarding the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Smack, smack, smack. It's see me after class. This week's spotlight shines on Mike Mulligan. Yes. (laughs) See me after class. My friends don't even know who you are. My friends don't even know who you are. My friends don't even see me after class. This is... See me after class. I won't, David. I won't. Shit-stirring troll. A passive-aggressive tweeter and just a complete weird. See me after class! Alright, well, this is a podcast that is obligated to point out hypocrisy and dishonesty, as well as hatred for the Packers, specifically this week's target, Aaron Rodgers. So, when those items combine, it's time to get weird and resurrect see me after class don't you think so i'll try to keep this as short as possible and point out only the most egregious of aaron Rodgers' words from this past week quick background in case you've been in a hams induced coma aaron Rodgers was announced positive for COVID 19 this past wednesday 
and shortly after his preseason claim of being immunized against the virus became, well, viral, it was soon learned he has some issues with getting the vaccine. Rodgers emerged from his COVID recovery on a 45-minute appearance on Pat McAfee's YouTube show, and though there are piles of statements that reasonable people might take issue with, there's really only one piece of Aaron Rodgers' smug diatribe that I think deserves attention in this segment. Via the interweb analysis of Rodgers, you may have read this portion of the interview, but I think it's important to take a listen to this quotation, and I'll talk about it on the other end of this quote from Aaron Rodgers of a quote of another human being. The great MLK said that you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. Okay, first of all, even though Rogers clearly doesn't have any regard for human beings who have earned advanced university degrees of any kind, his name was Dr. Martin Luther King, so let's put some fucking respect on his name. Second of all, here's a classic example where context is important, which should be relevant to the self-proclaimed critical thinker Aaron Rodgers, right? In a moment, you'll hear audio from the aforementioned Dr. King answering a question from Tom Wickert of the New York Times. On Meet the Press, Mr. Wickert was asking Dr. King why he thought it was appropriate to organize a civil rights march from Selma, Alabama, to the state capital of Montgomery two days after Alabama state troopers infamously attacked eventual congressman John Lewis and fellow protesters who were fighting for voting rights for black people in the United States in 1965. Here's what Dr. King said. Our guest today on Meet the Press is Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. I do feel that there are two types of laws. One is a just law and one is an unjust law. I think we all have moral obligations to obey just laws. On the other hand, I think we have moral obligations to disobey unjust laws because non-cooperation with evil is as much a moral obligation as is cooperation with good. I think the distinction here is that when one breaks a law that conscience tells him is unjust, he must do it openly, he must do it cheerfully, he must do it lovingly, he must do it civilly, not uncivilly, and he must do it with a willingness to accept the penalty. And any man who breaks a law that conscience tells him is unjust and willingly accepts the penalty by staying in jail in order to arouse the conscience of the community on the injustice of the law is at that moment expressing the very highest respect for law. Not to point out the obvious to a brilliant man like Aaron Rodgers, but there are three pretty critical pieces here, I'd say. First, it's important to note that Rogers manipulated Dr. King's quote when he added the words, quote, and rules that make no sense, unquote. Why did he add those six words? Well, I think that goes to the second point. The rules that make no sense that Aaron Rodgers is talking about is the collectively bargained agreement between the players union and the owners that states if you're unvaccinated, you must wear a mask while in your team's facility speaking at a press conference and team meetings, et cetera, et cetera. The consequence of not following this, I'd assume, is exposing yourself to a possible fine from the league. Aaron said that he's followed every protocol to a T, except the one about masks, because he doesn't agree with it. Which goes to the third part of my critique of Aaron Rodgers. He's proud of his own supposed research, 
which includes relying on opinions spouted by MMA announcer Joe Rogan, and he's clearly proud of railing against rules that he doesn't agree with, but he's not willing to be accountable for it. That's why he didn't want any public blowback in August, so he chose to lie to the media about his vaccination status. That's why he chose a safe space of the highly non-critical Pat McAfee show to tell his side by reading from a pile of notes and misquoting Dr. King. It's painfully obvious that Rogers is ignoring perhaps the most critical part of Dr. King's whole point. If you believe in something strongly enough and protest against it, you have to be happily and openly willing to face the consequences. Rogers' choice is to be a deceptive little bitch when he's rightfully called out for his claims, and he chooses to cower behind politicized cliches like witch hunts or the woke mob or cancel culture. But let's not lose the plot here. Rogers said he's refusing to get vaccinated because he claims to be allergic to the Pfizer and Moderna shots, and he ruled out the Johnson & Johnson jab once it was found to have blood clot issues for all of six people, all of which were women, out of the 6.8 million vaccine recipients of J&J at that time. Aaron's choice to not get vaccinated does not put his day job at risk. It simply makes his NFL life a little more annoying. You're subjected to more testing. You have to be on your own in the weight room. You can't go to strip clubs on road trips, but you can play. And Aaron will be allowed to play once he proves that he's consistently testing negative for COVID. Life's not so bad for him. Working out by yourself and having to wear a mask at a press conference? Definitely comparable to being tear gassed and being clubbed by Alabama state troopers in the 1960s, right? Tell you what, Professor Rogers, I wish so much that Dr. King was alive to shove that quote right back up your privileged, smarmy, insincere ass. Instead of owning the Bears, I wish you owned a library card, or at least a subscription to the New England Journal of Medicine. Aaron Rodgers, see me after class! Do you have a bear that you fantasize about every Sunday? So do we. It's Bears Fantasy Corner. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. All right, motherfuckers, it's Bears Fantasy Corner. We are off to a hot, hot, hot start. We gave you the hottest plays last week. Combined score between our two plays, Bill had Velas Jones Jr. Inactive. I had Kahari Blazengame. Might as well have been inactive. They both had zero points. So, Bill, we were like the Colts and the Texans this week, and we fucking tied. But they actually had points. Zero, zero for both of those guys. After week one, we're off to a hot, exciting start. Not None of that was our fault. It was the rain. It was just the rain. Velas's old bones couldn't get out there. That's fair. And Kahari just... Uh, I think he ate a plate of bacon, and he had the shards, couldn't get the ball. So, Bill, why don't we just call it a wash because it was wet. You give me the first pick for this week, the click to pick for you, Bears Fantasy Corner, John Lithgow. 
Thank you, Dan. Uh, two weeks in a row that you've been generous enough to give me the floor first. That means you cannot pick the same guy that I'm going to pick. I'm sure you're thinking along the same lines as I do because we were absolutely conjoined twins. Surprise, Beasel! I'm actually your son. Um, all right. So last week, as you mentioned, I went with a guy who ended up being inactive. That I think I said something along the lines of, He's usually pretty fragile, so I'm gonna pay, I better have him week one because he'll be out future weeks, and he was already out. So that that was great, great foresight by me. Um, thank you so much. So I figure it, it may rain again. That's fantastic. We know that's not going to stop Luke Getze from being aggressive at, upon his return to Green Bay and Lambeau Field specifically. I'm gonna go with a guy that we saw dash around the rain. The rain drops a little bit. Um, he's got great hands, we could tell, and he is going to score, um, I'm going to say 4.5 points. His name, Ryan Griffin, backup tight end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think is pick. his name. <laughs> great pick. Uh, yeah, he'll hang out of the ball this time as opposed to letting it slip out of his hands like he did on that sweet, sweet pass from JF1. Ryan Griffin, backup tight end. This is my pick to click, baby. Click it. Click, click, click. Double click that mouse. That's a great pick. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that. He wasn't on my list. Um, okay, I'm gonna just make it simple. I'm gonna go with a guy who's Mr. Reliable. He's uh gonna be our fantasy leader for the year. He is a guy who uh will not let us down. His name is Velas Jones Jr. I'm going to take Velas. He's going to be active this week, very active. He's going to be running mm-hmm. around the field, dodging the rain. He's going to have uh, five points uh, before he gets injured. Velas Jones Jr. is my plick to click. <laughs> I think that is genius. There's no Thank way you. he will let any of us down. I think we're obviously saving him for something. and Something big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which will be just right in Dan Pompey's face because he's think he thinks the league has seen it all with the Bears. So, mm-hmm. wow, is he going to be stunned when Velas is out there, just punt, pass, and kick all over the fucking field? <laughs> That's a great call, Dan Pompey. Also, the guy that could not get enough of Jakeem Grant last year, and I think mm. like around week sixteen, he. He was just rubbing himself down. Like, imagine this offense with both Grant and Tariq Cohen in it. Oh, it's like, yeah. What are you talking about, you old <laughs> bastard? Oh, He's sick. Call. He's sickly in the head he and sh- the dick. He should not be in the Hall. I don't think he- we've talked. He's not really in the Hall of Fame, right? That's just no. something he put on his resume and no one's cared enough to look it up. And is there like. If there's a sports writer's Hall of Fame, or like, is that what it is, or is is are they claiming to have a wing in Canton, Ohio, kind of like the Bears fan Hall of Fame wing that they supposedly have? No comment. Uh, all right, Bill, should we do this? <laughs> Look at my shoes. Looks <laughs> like looks like at the top performers of the week. Okay. Presented by John Lithgow. Uh, go out and rent the hit movie. Bigfoot? What was the movie he was in? Harry and the Hendersons. That's it. Go out and rent Harry and the Hendersons. Watch it with your family. 
but not to be confused them. with Harry Ricky Henderson. Harry Ricky that's, Henderson. That's in a different section in your yeah. local blockbuster. <laughs> that's right. But Harry and the Hendersons, please uh, fast forward through the forty seventh and up to the fifty eighth minute when uh, Harry gets blown by a stranger on the streets <laughs> of Tacoma, Washington. All right, top performers this week, <laughs> Bill. You. You want to take a stab? Who was top fantasy performer? Tacoma. That's the best part. Just picturing Harry. So would Harry just be like walking down the street? Like, oh, I'm just going to Starbucks. My my wife's been my wife has just been waiting for a cappuccino all day. She's been driving yep. me nuts. I'm finally, I'm finally gonna get out of here. Do you think just some rain? Some random person on the sidewalk. It's like, oh my god, Harry, there you are. You're a celebrity. Just, just don't say anything. I'm gonna get on my knees. Just don't say a word. Like, is that is that what happened? Well, Harry's so tall. You don't have to get on your knees. And is it is the shaft Harry as well, or is it just it's a red rocket, right? Well. I mean, yeah, like the he's saying it's like he's got he's got a tube of lipstick that pops out. Is that what Bingo. you're saying? Bingo. I think I don't think you're giving him enough credit unless unless you're picturing like, you know, twelve tubes tied together. Okay. I don't know. But just make sure when you're watching with your family you when he's when he arrives in Tacoma, things are gonna get weird. So Yeah. Fast forward. Get your children out of the room. All right. Uh, top performers. What'd you ask me? <laughs> top performers, fantasy performers this week. I I don't know. <laughs> Who was Pat that? Pat Mahomes, 50. Josh oh, Allen, 42. Carson Wentz, who mm-hmm. in our league is still available, he had 38 fantasy points. Non quarterbacks. Uh, we'll try to do that this year since quarter, it's always quarterbacks. Mm hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson finished with 32 points. Saquon Barkley is back, yes. 28 fantasy points. And then Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift with 24 fantasy points. There was one trash performer of the week. This is presented by uh, the t- by Taysom Hill and Glad. Thank you both for sponsoring this. Taysom Hill uh, had a touchdown, I believe, yeah. which uh, was is not good for my brand. Uh, James Cook, running back for the mm. Buffalo Bills. He had one rush, two yards, and one fumble for negative 1.8 yards. Only negative player this week. And that's all I have for Fantasy Corner. Bill, over to you. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners that we have in Tacoma, Washington. Yes. If you've ever seen this happen, you know, outside of the movie, um, if, if you've seen this in real life, please let us know. And if you have video, absolutely share it. Yep. Um, we're most curious about what happens below his waist. Right. Yeah. Please let us know if you've ever blown a Bigfoot mm-hmm. outside of a Starbucks. <laughs> this has been Bears Fantasy Corner. Thank you, Dan, for diving very deep this week. Guy Fieri, Blue Bigfoot. Bet, hedge, lose, reload. Bet, hedge, lose, reload. Hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread, hams and bread. Zero joy!
dykes! Yes, yes. Zero dykes! Yes. Go! Zero dykes! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes! Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Everybody's tuning in to get those hot, hot picks. Oh my god, hams and bread is so hot. Rick may have had a pick that was a game that was postponed. That's not his fault, but Rick, let's hear your picks, baby. When your eyes go over Rick's profile picture, what what comes to mind? He's a dummy. All right, Twinkers, we are back week two. Uh, It feels so good to be back at. Oh, my gosh. I was planning this episode for days, hours, Literally six minutes. Missed my deadline, week two, but we're back, baby, for the loyal listeners. You think I'm going to leave the Doinks boys hanging? You think I'm going to leave the loyal listeners hanging? Absolutely not. Rick is here to spoon feed you these hot picks. For those keeping track, Rick went 0-2 last week. But Rick, how is that possible? You gave us three picks. Well, the queen died. A little bit of a moment of silence for the queen. Thank you very much. Um, she was queen longer than Virginia McCaskey was alive. Um, that I think is true. The queen, I don't really understand it. Uh, she did, doesn't do much of anything and then she died and now people are mad at the monarchy and I don't understand any of it. I'm a British enthusiast. (laughs) But this is a part of it that I chose to ignore. Uh, I really just enjoyed when she jumped into the Olympic Stadium for London 2012 or whatever it is uh, with 007. Uh, Daniel Craig, Casino Royale, not a bad movie. Anyways, the Queen died and they canceled all EPL games. I can't even imagine what it would take to cancel football games. Uh, I can think of one thing, but either way... The outrage that I had for missing this EPL, I have a feeling that it was an inside job. They took down the queen because my pick was so hot. Over three and a half corners for Everton in the game. I All I'm saying is that I want to see the autopsy report. Anywho, what's done is done. 0-2. Some will say 1-2 that I deserve that victory. Some will say 2-2 two because two I gave you the Coach Q special, which always hits. Uh, But 0-2 is what the record books are saying. They will say it until this week. I am going 3-0 this week. I have the hottest picks. We're going all NFL, baby. All NFL. I'm going to give you all day Saturday to naysay my picks if you need to because Sunday they're coming in hot. Here we go. Hams and spreads pick one. 
Oh my gosh, zero doings, hams and spreads, the hottest of segments. We are going, <laughs> the uh, times are not on here, that's all right. <laughs> New York at Cleveland Browns. This is definitely being played on a Sunday. New York Jets, that is, <laughs> versus Cleveland Browns. New York Jets are six-point dogs. Now, here's what I know about the Jets. I did not watch the game. They played Baltimore and they lost. They played Cleveland. Cleveland won, but they beat the Panthers because they had something to play for. Cleveland gave everything they had that game. They have zero left in the tank. They have a Tesla, and the supercharged system is fully booked until next Monday. The Jets have something to play for. This is going to be their season right here. Week two, this will be the defining game of their season. They're either going to make the playoffs or they're going to go 0-17. The Jets plus six is the easiest bet on the board. Why is it not my printing money pick of the week? Because I have easier bets, but this is the easiest one of them all. It, the Jets are the hottest team. Let's go to the next pit. Jets plus six, next pit. Hands and spreads pick two. Oh, my gosh. We have Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers. Seahawks are 10-point underdogs. I, this game is Sunday. I don't know what time. I'm hoping it's the, the 325, but it might not be. It doesn't matter. I watched the 49ers game. I watched Trash Lance get embarrassed on Soldier Field, on the the hallowed grounds of Soldier Field. Yes, it was wet. Yes, it was rainy. Yes, the Bears absolutely embarrassed this team. Debo Samuel, more like Debo Smamuel, smell smell mule. <laughs> uh, they, they are not a good team. Trash Lance uh, is not good. Their team is terrible. Garoppolo is going to play the second half of this game. The Seahawks plus 10, they had the hottest jerseys Monday night. I loved everything about what I saw from this team. Geno Smith, uh, loved it. Geno's East Smith is one of the best up-and-coming quarterbacks that I've ever seen. Uh, The Seahawks are going to bring it to them. Seahawks might win money line, but I'm going to absolutely gobble up those points. Plus 10, the theme of this week is gobbling points, and we are taking those 10. And here we go for the last pick. Hands and spreads, pick three, printing monies, pick of the week. Well, we are not sponsored this week because I went 0-2. So my promise to be sponsored each week last week lasted all of seven days. Uh, but you know what? We're get, we're riding the ship, as the uh, people born in the 1400s would say. <laughs> it's It's been a long day. We have the Bears at the Packers, Sunday night football, Bears are 10-point underdogs. They were 9.5. Somehow that line is moving further away. 10-point dogs. This Packers team is a joke. They lost to the Vikings. They looked absolutely horrible, defeated. There's anger in the locker room. Aaron Rodgers is doing interviews with literally anybody. I'm going to call him next week to see if he's going to be on hams and spreads for a quick little interview. He is doing anything and everything to just show his face around, to make people realize that he, or to convince people that he matters, 
but he doesn't. He doesn't matter anymore. State Farm doesn't care. Nobody cares about him. And he's he's begging for attention. And he'll be begging for forgiveness from the state of Wisconsin after this game Sunday night. The Bears are going to march in to the Green Bay Lambeau Field. More like Lamboring Field. Bears are gobbling up those 10 points. Justin Fields, I saw things that I absolutely loved out of Justin. He could run, he can pass, and he can run. So we're going to take the Bears plus 10, and there you have it. But, oh, oh, wait a second. What's this? It's the uh, the, the special, the especial, the Rick Fieldsman especial. Nobody was planning this except for me. I got a Monday night play for you. That's because I need to keep these wins losses on factors of three or my head is going to get very confused by the end of the season. I love this Monday night pick. There's two Monday night games, by the way. This is one of them. Not sure if it's first or last. Minnesota Vikings are two and a half point dogs versus the Eagles. The Eagles gave up 35 points to the Lions. It absolutely killed a parlay for me because they have 14 points in the last quarter. But they are terrible. Minnesota Vikings, they have something to play for. They are going to come out. They are going to be 2-0. and Bears are going to be 2-0. and But the Vikings are given 2.5 points. I They're getting 2.5 points. I'm going to take those points. Vikings plus 2.5. Absolutely. If you want to parlay these, uh, these four picks... Well, I already closed it, so I can't tell you what it is. But it'd be big monies, and I suggest you do that. And that's what I'm going to do. And there you have it, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful week. It's been a long one for Mr. Fieldsman, but it's about to get better. I'm going to send it back to the boys. And as always, have a going at the windows. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. <laughs> so true. Hmm. I was Rick. Is Rick okay? He sounded. He sounded kind of. I don't know if he was down or if he was drunk. I don't. I don't know. What's your read on it? I think he as a royal family uh, beat reporter, enthusiast. I don't know what he what he calls himself. Uh, this was a big and exhausting week for him with the Queen's passing. So mm-hmm. I don't blame him. I don't blame him at one bit. So uh, great reporting by him on the royal family and, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen to the Corgis. What are they doing with the Queen's body? Uh, what's what are wrong they doing with... with the queen's body? Do you know? Do you know what they're doing with with her body? I think, uh, I think there's butter involved, and they put it on display, and they just crank the heat up a little bit, and there's a little bit of a of a, a little bit of a like a grease on a fire pan type of smell to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's but it's British, so it smells a little off. That's yeah, as as most British people do, especially Mike yeah. in England. Um, my favorite piece of Rick's reporting, and I think I think you'll agree, was five days ago when he said on Twitter, and you could follow him at Rick Feels Men, not man, but men, many men. Uh, he said the Queen's favorite American footballer was Tutu Atwell. Anytime yes. TD plus three fifty, book it. <laughs> Did. 
did he? Who is that? And did he score? He did not score. I can't remember if he was on Buffalo or the Rams. He <laughs> he was in the game. I heard his name and I got a chuckle out of it. I think he like dropped a screen pass or something. Okay. Remember. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry, Queen. Um, weird. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's... I don't know where to go from there. No, it's been a tough week, like you said. I mean, yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick's been a, a royal family enthusiast before he was a Bears beat reporter and a and a, a whale and a and a shark and a shark. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get it, I get it. Uh, so you know, rest in peace to at least part of Rick Fieldsman outside of his thumbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first uh, time a Queen's died in his lifetime. So okay. Uh, yeah bears Bears. packers what does vegas think of bears packers dan let's do it all right bears are now one and oh against the spread the over is oh and one packers oh and one against the spread over oh and one limp dick performance by them all around the forecast in green bay high of 79 during the day with a low of 67 at night 60 percent chance of rain with winds at south are southwest at five to ten miles per hour how about that, Bill? Tom Skilling. Tom fucking Skilling. All right, Bears, Packers, Sunday Night Football. Bears are now getting 10 points on the road, plus 10, over under 42 and a half. And I knew you were going to ask it. Bears money line, plus 330. Mm-hmm. Packers money line, four, minus 410. Whoa. Which way are you going, Bill? Well, Dan, um, I know this isn't your first rodeo with me, but if this is the first time you're listening to Zero Doinks, first of all, welcome. Second of all, you're welcome. Third of all, we absolutely apologize. This has been super weird and a bit creepy, um, but you're welcome again. I don't love playing the points. I love hammering money lines, whether they're plus, whether they're minus. In this case, I'm absolutely going to do a bit more than a slight sprinkle on the Bears money line. I would put more on the plus 10 in this case, even completely contradicting what I just said, but um, <laughs> I will probably put a little bit on that, but most of my monies will go on money line. Bears are winning, baby, and it's going under. Hump the under. Oh, I like all that right until the end. I like the. I also like the Bears plus 10 with a little on the money line, because why the fuck not? <sighs> Man, I'm very burpy tonight. I'm sorry. Um, I actually like the over. I don't know why. I just feel like there's going to be p- 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 points all over the field. Um, and it's just more fun to play. So bears, you're going to put more units on the plus 10. I don't mm-hmm. hate the idea of a teaser there to get the mm-hmm. bears to 17. We do 10 pointer, get them to 20, um, over a little on the money line. There was one prop bet bill that i saw then maybe they have this every game i've just never noticed it uh so listen up listen closely each team to score one plus touchdowns in each half and each team to score one plus field goal in each half Hmm. so bears get a one touchdown and a field goal in the first half and the second half packers do the same that pays out plus twenty two hundred. Wow! It must I've not never, happen often. Yeah, but it, I'm, 
I've never seen that wager either. That seems it new. It sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you got to – so it's Bears plus plus 2,200, you said, for that, or well, no? Both both teams have to do it. Oh, got it. Okay, both teams yeah. have to do it. Okay, okay. Bears, I would understand, just historically, if they'd be <laughs> on their own, plus 2,200 even scored 20 points in a game. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's an interesting one. This, I don't, I don't know. know if this would be the game to do it, but maybe not. Maybe not. That's why it's high. Uh, it would be a kick to the tits if you had like hit it until the end and fucking Santos just shanks a fucking <laughs> a field goal like right at the end of the first half. Even that was our one chance, but uh, that's what I might play just because why the fuck not? Why the okay. fuck? especially if I'm betting the over. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, that's true. Keep them aligned. Yeah. Uh, any other games catch your eye this week, Dan? Well, let me ask you first. Which oh. games do you like? Oh, boy. Um, well, I have definitely perused this uh, the board very closely. Uh, I'm going to have to look at my notes here to see who the Vikings are playing. They're at Philly. I think that's an interesting game. I don't know what the line is. And the Lions are hosting Washington. I don't know what that line is. So those are the two games that catch my eye, Dan, because they're in our agenda tonight to talk about. <laughs> I got a line for both of it. Detroit's yes. uh, Detroit's two two and a half point favorites and Minnesota's two and a half point dogs. Wow. A lot of respect for the NFC North right now. Yeah, That's, right? How right? About except it? for the Bears. Yep, yep, except for the Bears. That's interesting. Which way would you go in those two other NFC North games? Uh, I, oof, I the Lions might be legit. They might they might be okay. I would probably take the Lions, uh, and the Eagles. I still don't trust the the Vikings. I don't yeah. trust them at all. So, yeah, I would go that way. Maybe parlay them. Maybe tease them. Tease them, parlay them, flick it, flick it, stick it, send it home. Come on down, diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> you mentioned, um, and and we mentioned last episode too in our our Packers recap or our Four Niners recap, I should say, uh, the Justin Fields five hundred point five over yards. I have a chart that I put together that I'm going to send you so we can keep tabs yes. on it all season long, baby. It's going to tell us where the per game average is so we know exactly what to root for each game because I'm too dumb to do that math <laughs> uh, at the at the time. I need to do it ahead of time. I think I, I, I don't have it on me, but I feel like I did look up at the per game average and it went down a yard, I think, from here on out. So... <laughs> A little progress. We just got to keep pace. We just got to keep pace. Yep. We'll be good to go. Chip, 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 Sevilla chip. It's at seven, he hits at 74 yards again like he did last time in Lambeau. Yeah. We're, we're fucking great shape. Oh, um, all right. So I like two games this week. Not I don't love them. Uh, they're okay. They're two divisional games, and I like the home dogs this week just because. I actually did very poorly. And gambling last weekend so definitely don't listen to me listen to rick he's got all the hot picks first game tampa bay is at new orleans i feel like new orleans can hang with tampa bay the buccaneers played a very shitty cowboys team and didn't blow them out of the water right 
Uh, so I'm going to stick with my boy Jameis Winston. Uh, they're the Saints are getting three at home against Tampa Bay, plus three New Orleans Saints at home. What do you like there, Bill? Well, Dan, I um, I think Brady had to get a little rust off. I think Chris Godwin was back a little earlier than I would have expected. I like the Bucks. I trust the Bucks. The defense looked awesome again. Uh, they looked refreshed. And yeah, I'm I'm going, you know, I'm not I would never bet against a gopher, Antoine Winfield specifically. Yep. So I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm fading Dan Doinks on this one. That's fair. Like I said, I don't love these, so I'm not gonna die on any of these hills. Winfield had a pick last week as well. He's he's awesome. He yeah, could he, he could have been a bear, should have been a bear. Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet. Ugh. See, was he did he play at all or is he <laughs> Good Jesus question. Christ. Uh, another fucking waste. Yeah, all right. I'm not, I'm not going to call it on that one, but not feeling great about Cole Komet. All right. Ooh, the rain. Who's the rain? All right. Next game. The Colts coming off a tie at Jacksonville. Uh, the Colts, I just think it would be funny if the Colts lost again or at least didn't cover. I like Jacksonville plus four at home. What do you yeah. got there? I like that a lot. I I'm rooting for another tie. I'd love to see an 0 and two Colts team so going into week three. That's how are they starting the year at best one zero and one when you have the Texans and the Jags? That's embarrassing in and of itself, right? Terrible. Is there a more overrated franchise, like overrated GM especially, than Chris Ballard, the guy who can't get a fucking quarterback to save his life? Fuck you, Chris Ballard. Well, I talk to the media, so I'm going to be super popular. Look at me. <laughs> Always great. Always great. <sighs> I mean, did he draft Andrew Luck? Was that not I him? So. No, I don't oh. think so. Was that Bill Polian? Yeah, because he was, was he... hired the same year. Uh, it might be Bill Polian. I'm not sure. He's drafted, or he was. We passed on him. Remember, we we hired Ryan Pace okay. instead of Chris Ballard. So, oh, wow, all right, yeah. So now he's huh. he has not landed that QB spot since Luck surprised right. everybody with right. retiring. So fuck well, you, Chris Ballard. I'm not sure we have a lot of room to talk about QB uh, selections. So, but this is their third quarterback in three years, right? Yes. And I mean, I ex- I. I at least give them credit for realizing when they fucked up and they move on. So I don't hate the Matt Ryan, Ryan signing. I didn't watch the fucking Colts Texans game. It had to have been. Did anybody watch it? It such sounds boring. All I know is uh lovey apparently fucked up time management at the end. He played, <laughs> he played for the tie basically. Oh, and I think they were driving he may have even crossed the 50 with like a minute to go. And I think he, he chose to punt at, at oh, like fourth God. and manageable. That's very lovey right there. Very lovey. And the Colts cut their kicker today, right? The, the, they did. the bespe- bespeckled bastard, uh, Rodrigo gone. See ya. So not a good feeling when you just get the fucking boot after one week. <laughs> so, uh yeah, so just take the Jags and who cares? Don't watch the game. Nobody's watching that. So no, no. Yeah. yeah. Not even uh Kevin and Jacksonville. Not even him. He wouldn't 
No, he's going to be no. fishing. Yes. Uh, it's all I got for Ham's E-Bread. Um, I hope Rick sends his picks. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, we love you, buddy. Looking forward to hearing you, even though we just did. See you next segment, Dan. Okay, bye, Guy Fieri. Bye. Dwight Legacy is more than bricks and mortars. I wanted to save Gotham. I failed. Why do we fall, sir? So that we can learn to pick ourselves up. You still haven't given up on me. Never. Weirdest Big Ten minute, and I love it so much. <laughs> Big Ten minute. A bunch of fat, pale Midwesterners just roaming around Pasadena. You love the Illini, and I have a life. I bleed orange and blue. Gophers minus three is my pick. I respect your love for the Illini. Shove it, shove it, shove it. Row, 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 shove, shove, shove. I'm, like, pretty much the only Gopher fan that people know. Oh, baby, I am bleeding a lot of orange and blue right now as the Illini are 2-1. and one. We'll get to them in a minute, but let's talk about the undefeated Gophers first. They've had a very tough schedule, and I want to know all about their Week 2 victory. Dan, over to you, bud. You, Bill, you got to play the games on the schedule. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. It's not mm-hmm. the players on the field aren't setting the schedule. P.J. Fleck isn't setting the schedule, to my knowledge. Uh, They played Western Illinois from what used to be the Gateway Conference. I don't know what it is now. Missouri Valley, I'm not sure. Uh, They played Western Illinois and won 62 to 10. The Gophers had 307 yards rushing, 372 yards passing. Just pure fucking domination from the start. I think uh, Big Ten West teams are a little scared now, the Gophers. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it out loud. I'm going to put it out there. Watch your back. Big Ten West, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. We're going to eat your ass. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. It really was. I was, I was picturing um, Jerry Kill doing that for some reason. I don't know why. Eating ass? Yeah. Yeah, he's an ass eater for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he it's bad for his health though. I feel like being that close to a butthole causes seizures. I think so. And extra dangerous if you have a peanut allergy, I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> we should look into loose that. Loose shells are back there. <laughs> oh, whose ass are you eating? You eating an elephant's ass? Bigfoot? While he's getting blown in Tacoma? Gross. What are you guys, what are you doing, Jerry Kill? Jerry's an unpredictable guy. And he's in New he Mexico really now too, right? So it's like, yeah. there's a lot of wildlife for him to stick his nose into. Yeah, we've seen a lot of meth too. We've all seen Breaking Bad, am I right? Yep. Um, For sure. wh- what did your Gophers do this weekend, Bill? Well, 
my gophers are actually the Illini, and they are These hams are one. slapping, Bill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want I you to be it. a gopher fan so bad. I know. So bad. I, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I okay. really don't. They, uh, Thank you. I enjoy them when, when uh, the Illini are not playing them, and they won't be playing them until October something or other. So the Illini 2-1 and one overall, they got revenge against the Virginia Cavaliers. They beat them 24-3. to That is the least amount of points given up against a Power 5 team by the Illini's defense since they shut out the Hawkeyes in the year 2000, I want to say. I thought I heard that. that. So, yeah, there you go. Hey, Tim, that must have happened in 2000. I don't know why I'm talking like a Southerner all of a sudden. But, Tim, your Hawkeyes are going to get shut out multiple times this year. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, yeah, Lina looked good. Good bounce back after a tough loss to the Hoosiers. Uh, and Hugh Robertson was fantastic. I love slipping into your DMs, Hugh. I really do. It's a fun time. <laughs> Just trying to keep your head up, buddy. And uh, you're doing great. You're doing great. Keep doing that rugby kip, kick. Keep doing that. Get on the move. Just like you're back in Australia doing some footy. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. They have a bye this week. That's what happens when you have that week zero game. You get an early buy, apparently, if you want. So we'll take it, baby. Rest up. There's nothing creepy at all about a 40-some-year-old man slipping into the DMs of a of your favorite school's punter. Uh, nothing creepy at all about that, no, Bill. I wouldn't be all. concerned at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Thank God he's 29 or 30. <laughs> Does... Bill, does he respond, or are you just talking to dead air? Oh yeah, no, we've got we've got a rolling conversation, Dan. Are you breaking he's, down? He's a Zerodoik's friend. He's a Zerodoik's yeah, friend. I'm just giving you a hard time. But are you breaking down film? Are you talking about specific no. plays? Are you no. talking stats? No, no, no. I. He's not going to waste my time with that. <laughs> it's enough. not happening. That's not happening. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, bye week this week. Uh, who do the Gophers have, buddy? Yeah, good time for a bye week for the Illini, the Gophers Illini. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the Gophers are at home against Colorado, the Buffalo Buffaloes. Are they just the Buffaloes? I think that so. That seems weird. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home against Colorado, 2.30 on Saturday on ESPN2. Uh, you know, everyone wants his diet. When you grow up, you want to be on ESPN too. Mm-hmm. Gophers are minus twenty-seven. The over/unders forty-six. Huge spread there. Uh, Colorado's coming off a forty-one to ten loss to Air Force. That should never happen, especially if you're in the Pac-12. Gophers beat Colorado last year thirty to nothing on the road. Uh, the Gophers held the the Buffaloes to 63 total yards on offense last year. So this should be an easy win. Mm-hmm. 27 still a lot of points, even though they're kicking the shit out of bad teams. Uh, but uh, this could be a trap game to a certain extent in terms of covering because they, they go to Michigan State next week. Ooh. So that will finally be a tough game. But Overall, a great fucking weekend last weekend for the Gophers with Iowa and Wisconsin both losing and the Packers. And for me personally, the Packers mm-hmm. losing and the Bears mm-hmm. winning. It was just like a 
a win all around. And for zero doinks in general, Illinois, your Illinois Gophers winning mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just That's a great. great weekend all around. So uh, Gophers to be 3-0 and going into the Big Ten season. And the Big Ten West is just there for them to grab it. You just grab it. PJ, grab it. Row your boat and grab it. And then we beat I... Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Hmm. We go to the playoff. We play Georgia, lose by 75. <laughs> well, that's a ways away. I think I think the Gophers will cover this week. I don't I don't see it as a classic trap. And you can't look past the Buffaloes, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Iowa. Yeah, it's it is very entertaining to see what is going on with their offense or lack thereof. I saw a tweet from Brett McMurphy uh, yesterday. He has a great mustache, by the way. I'm not sure he works for. Her. He he said um, through two games, Iowa has 14 points and he, they have 16 punts. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only team in the nation with more punts than points this season. That is so awesome. Oh, that's so bad. And it's so funny that Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and his dad is the coach. And it's just like, oh, shit, what what do you do? He's not going to fire his own kid, right? It's so fucking great. I was actually at a uh, – I have a buddy and neighbor who hosts a party every every year, usually around the Iowa-Iowa State game. It's like a, a tailgate party at his house. So I was with a lot of Iowa fans. He went to Iowa, and they were all very miserable, and it was hilarious. I I was I kept my trolling to a minimum. I asked a few of them if they needed a hug. Um, they were not happy with it, but I, I kept it to a minimum. I was proud of myself there, but it was a great time. Well, that's yeah. Congratulations on uh, not being a, a total troll. That's hard. That's hard to do. Uh, I think Iowa might be bad. I, I tried to give them credit going into last game. Like, oh, they do this every year. They kind of suck early. and But this is like ever or, or otherworldly bad. One touchdown, first two weeks combined. And Iowa State's not amazing this year. And, and I think week one, they played like a D2 team pretty much. So they played great. South Dakota State. <laughs> oh. You know, South Dakota State plays in the same conference as Western Illinois. There you go. (laughs) So, Well, and let's talk about another team that just lost to a a lower-rated school and conference in Nebraska. Finally, the the demise of Scott Frost getting booted. Uh, (laughs) Did you see any of the names that Pete Famel? Is it Famel? He's kind of a popular uh, college sports writer, right? Uh, he had two interesting names in in uh, prospective Nebraska popular options. Can you can you name the two? I saw a few PJ Fleck out there. Indeed, I don't know if that was one of them. It was. Uh, um, I don't know what the other one would be. Matt. He Nagy. also mentioned <laughs> Brett Bielema. He mentioned. Oh, interesting. You think? Yeah. You think they would go? with another coach in the big 10, like another head coach in the big 10. I, I don't, I don't picture that. No. And do you really want that job? If like your PJ Fleck at this point, let's just use him as an example. I'm not sure that's much of an upgrade anymore. I don't. Yeah. I mean, recruiting wise it for whatever reason, it might still be a little easier, but 
it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no, I don't think it's an upgrade. But I, I guess you you saying it gives it more more validity than me because I'm biased. But it's, yeah, I don't know why anyone would want that job. You have a crazy fan base mm-hmm. who have unrealistic expectations. You have clearly have donors who are willing to just pop, like because they just had to wait like a month to fire him right to save like yeah. seven and a half million dollars yeah so they're like nope get this asshole out of here immediately <laughs> so no it, it doesn't seem like a, an appealing gig to me at all and i don't know i don't know where they go frost was like their their golden child right so yeah. they're yeah. they're in trouble and I don't think it makes sense for even like taking the recent history of Nebraska out of it where they haven't been that great. It's as, as a fellow big 10 coach, what's the motivate? Like you're already in the big 10. You either want to be in the big 10 of the sec at this point, right? Don't you right. You want to be part of one of those programs that has all the cash. So I could see him, I could see maybe attract attracting a guy who's from the big 12 or something where they're just, gonna be dying soon essentially so i they could upgrade that way i i I saw matt campbell's name out there i don't know if i'm matt campbell i think i can get a better job at some point soon probably from iowa state uh lance leopold from kansas that's actually let me i I like matt campbell's actually i think matt campbell actually i think that would be an upgrade for him and i think it's mostly a product of the big 12 being in flux and you just want to get into the Big Ten, and that's not a bad program to be involved in. So I think Matt Campbell, they should throw all their eggs into his basket, I guess. But <laughs> I mean, but I, I guess you're right, unless he's specifically holding out for like an NFL job, right? Yeah, it's, I guess that was I guess who would of be, that. Yeah, but I guess I, I don't know why he's qualified for that, but the. What I mean? What do you think about Bielema? Is that I mean? I mean, I don't know. I, I think the difference between Bielema and Flack is PJ's been at it a bit longer with Minnesota, and he's kind of built a culture. And you know, he's it's different because he's further along down the line with with Minnesota than Bielema is right at the beginning. Yeah, if he had it, if if Nebraska is going to be like, Hey, we're going to pay you like 3 million more and recruiting is going to be a little easier because it is Nebraska. I, I, you would probably do that. Right. I I think you'd have to pick up the phone for sure. If you're, if you're Bielema. Yeah. I think, I think Bielema 10 years ago would definitely make that move. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, for some reason I have, I have an, um, an unhealthy amount of confidence that he would not leave Illinois football for Nebraska football, but it's not based on logic though. And it, right. Right. Nebraska football is obviously a better program than Illinois football. I, I'm not that big of an idiot. Well, but not, not, I don't think on the field, they're that much different. Yeah. But in, in our minds of what they used to be and recruiting wise, they, are ahead of Illinois and, and Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I'm not, none of this is trolling by the way. It's yeah, yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think Matt Campbell has to be, they, they have to, they, that has to be the move. 
because they can recruit, and he seems to do a lot with with uh, limited talent at yeah. Iowa State. Throw all your eggs in that Matt Campbell basket, baby. <laughs> do it, Nebraska. Do it. They've got Nebraska fans have to be so sick of this bullshit, and it's. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Nope. I feel pretty good about it. Um, other games this week that caught my eye. Uh, Michigan is playing another absolute cupcake, and they're huge favorites again. Forty-seven points against UConn. So that's amazing. Uh, not too many great games. Purdue visits Auburn. Auburn's 2-0. and Michigan State visits Washington. Michigan State's ranked 11th. Uh, Washington, if you recall, is led by Michael Penix, who I always think penis, the former <laughs> Indiana quarterback. So they might run into some trouble there. I don't think that's an easy place to play. Uh, and there's really no great non-conference games that, that caught my eye, although I thought the same last week, and then things got super weird, you know, with Notre Dame losing to Marshall, and oh yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple others, but yeah, it was pretty Wisconsin, crazy. yeah, who yeah, did Wisconsin go. lose? The Ball, not Ball State. Who did they Washington lose to? Washington State might as well have been Wa- Ball State. Yeah. Washington <laughs> State, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least it's a Pac-12 team. Yep, that was great. That was fun, fun all around for the Gophers. Fuck oh yes, em. fuck them, fuck them. Anything else for your Big Ten Minute notebook, Dan? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Had to think about it. Okay, buddy. Well, good luck against those Buffaloes this week. That's shouldn't be a problem for you. Thanks. Good luck on their bye week jerking off to Guy Fieri. Ooh, Ooh Guy Fieri. There should be a Guy Fieri uh, Bigfoot kind of like dark web sort of thing, don't you think? Yeah, I don't actually. I don't know why I you said Guy Fieri. I thought you were going to say there should be a Guy Fieri bowl game. <laughs> oh, there should be. That'd be that would be. I'm awesome. surprised where would it's not. Be, where would that take um, place? I think it would be uh, at Jerry Kill's backyard with okay. all the buttholes just exposed <laughs> to the sun. Just peanuts, peanut shells everywhere. Yes. Uh, I think it would be on a cruise ship. Okay. Like in the Gulf of Mexico, and they forgot to like uh, like load up water, so it's just margaritas <laughs> and and uh, Arby's sauce. I don't know why Arby's is involved. Congratulations, Arby's! That's a once in a lifetime opportunity to big, big to cater Guy Fieri's bowl game. That's fantastic. I'd eat Arby's. I I definitely. Not a big fan of their horse sauce, though, because I feel like that belongs in Garfield's lasagna. <laughs> is that what I'm thinking of? I think that's Arby. Is there an Arby sauce? Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's horse... like a horse. Don't they call it a horsey sauce? Like Arby's horsey horse. sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gross. Well, don't do that. Is it made of horse? Is it intended for horses? As you alluded to, is it horse semen? It's unclear. Don't eat that. Don't eat horsey sauce. If you're eating one right now. Mm-hmm. Put it spit it out. Yeah. Spit it out. Spit it out right now. I would love for someone to DM us and be like, holy shit, you're not going to believe this. But I was actually eating an Arby's roast beef with the horsey sauce the minute you said that. And I, I'll never do it again. No, don't eat, don't eat horse semen. I think, I think that's one of the things you learn in sex ed 
around fifth yeah. grade, actually. Also, sure. also at mass. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we will raise, raise you, up. you up on horsey. We're going to hell. We should just shut up. So we should stop doing this. Bye. Sir Dykes. Bill, you can have this win. Enjoy it while it lasts. A lot I will let you down. The line I will make you hurt. Oh, warning! Vroom, vroom! Auto sports. Dip, shits, dipsticks. Max Verstappen. Dip, shits and dipsticks. Lewis Hamilton. Shits and dipsticks. Ferrari. With the owner of Grease Tank Racing. Grease Tank himself, dipshits and dipsticks. Red Bull, Red Bull, Auto Sports. Welcome back to Dipshits and Dipsticks with your boy Grease Tank. Don't let the NFL kickoff fool you. There is still plenty of racing left, and there is so much more that we need to cover. We say farewell to one league while we get started in the postseason of another, so let's jump right into it. Let's start with NASCAR. Down at Kansas Motor Speedway, Bubba Wallace led the last 43 laps to a long overdue victory. Bubba isn't in playoff contention, but a win's a win. With a third place finish, Chris Bell shot all the way up to the top of the playoff standings, guaranteeing him a spot in the round of 12. Uh, I still don't know how the playoffs work, but um, that, apparently that's a very good thing. Danny Hamlin, who was my pick to win last week, took uh, second keeping him third in the playoff standings. And uh, some bad days for Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch. They're currently on the chopping block in the next week's playoff race. Harvick will need to win in Bristol next week and just to keep his chances alive. Yeah, that's right. I said Bristol. NASCAR's in the last great Coliseum this weekend. Short track racing at its finest. Moving on to Formula One and Max Verstappen has won again. That's it. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, so guess who won at Monza? That's right, Max Verstappen did. He steals a victory from Ferrari in their home track. The race ended with a, uh, with a safety car, which kind of put a sad, wet fart to the ending of the race. Other than that, very exciting race, very fast course, one of my favorite tracks. Have to give a shout-out to uh, Nick DeVries. He was a substitute driver for Latifi this race, and uh, cruised to a ninth-place finish in his first-ever Formula One race. And the boys head to Singapore next weekend to rip through the streets under the lights. I, I, I expect Max to win again. We finish up with IndyCar, but first, beer break. Uh, the season finale took over Laguna Seca in the... Uh, at the very historic track. Uh, and despite a shaky start and some cosmetic repairs in the pit, Will Power muscled his way to a third place finish and clinching his second world title ever. Congrats to the Australian. I'm proud of him. Uh, the winner of that race was Alex Palau. Uh, started in the middle of the pack and cruised his way to victory. Uh, wasn't enough for a championship title, though. Hell of a season finale for Andy. I'm going to miss it. I can't wait for them to, to return next year. 
Before I sign off for this segment of Dipshits and Dipsticks, I do have to make a quick announcement about my personal racing career. I normally don't have much going on. I, I race my minivan. Uh, I've got a Mustang. I'm, you know, fixing up there as well. But uh, I actually just signed signed up for an uh, endurance race at the end of this month. I'll be competing in the Champ Car Endurance Series over at the Pittsburgh Speedway. I'll be racing for the Small Axe Racing Team. So um, there'll be a live stream of it somewhere. I'll... Uh, I'll see if I can get the note out and keep you updated. But October 1st and 2nd, I'll be in a real race car, racing on a real team, trying to win real money. So stay tuned for that. I'm excited. And that's all I got for dipshits and dipsticks. Remember to check your dipsticks. And as always, grit meets grease. Dip shits, dipsticks. Dip shits and dipsticks. It's dip shits dipsticks with grease tank dip shits and dipsticks vroom vroom auto sports banjo 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 All right, this has been a fucking weird episode, but we're going to roll with it. Let's wrap this motherfucker up. Uh, What do we got, Bill? It's Toffee's Corner. Football. It's soccer time. And it, you know, your history. It's enough to make your heart go. Toffee's Corner. Ooh, love your kit, Dan. Corner kicks. Our boys in blue. Top of the table. Toffee, toffee, toffee. Uh, Everton didn't play last week because the mm-hmm. queen died. That was real selfish of her. But talking to an Everton fan that I know, he said this is a, a good thing for Everton, that they have a little time off because okay. Jordan Pickford is hurt for maybe mm-hmm. a week, our, our stud goalie, because mm-hmm. Everton doesn't like scoring goals. So they need to block all the goals. So it might not be a bad thing. Everton, I believe, plays this weekend. They play West Ham. But I don't know if it's still up in the air whether those games will happen or not. Weird just canceling games across the board, right? Wouldn't the Queen want them to play soccer? Somebody on Twitter said that, and I agreed because, you know, Everybody dies. Not everybody plays in the Premier League. Is kind of yeah. how I looked at it. Wow, so, you know, Great careers point. are short. Careers are real short. So, uh, well, I guess if Pickford was able to rest a little bit, then that's that's uh, making lemonade out of the death of the royal family. So, <laughs> thanks for that. There you go. That put that on a T-shirt. Um, Too many words. Your, how, how are your so- How are your socks doing? Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Um, they're still out by their three games back. They won tonight, but I was just looking. So did Cleveland. Cleveland is on fire. Uh, they are ahead of the Twins now. Twins also won. So unfortunately, they're like they're really four games out because they lose the tiebreaker to Cleveland already. 
So they've got to win the division by one. They don't do that game one sixty three anymore, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're I think they're they're at least se- they're seven games on the wild card with yeah, that's just too many. There's not enough games left for that. So I'm all about the central. I think we play um, the Guardians in a makeup game this week. Just one random rainout makeup, and then I think three other times this year. So sweep them, baby, and you never know. A uh, lot of weird stuff with Tony Larusa. He was at Oakland, like when they're honoring the '89 A's or whatever the fuck it was, and um, he doesn't really know how to answer the question of "Are you coming back?" <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of like, "Well, kind of. I need doctor approval, you know, whatever." He's he's. It's a very political answer, but I think he said something like, "If they lose on Sunday when I'm at the game." I will not be taking the plane ride home. I will drive home from Oakland. I already have a car rented. And I thought to myself, first of all, you're you're flying with the team? Like, you're not really the manager right now. So that's kind of weird. Like, you're coming back to Chicago? I don't want you to come back to Chicago. And then second of all, you just had your pacemaker kind of rejiggered. Uh, should you be driving across the country? You're an 80-year-old man. A lot of confusion. Well, well, why would he fly with the team to yeah. Chicago but not fly mm-hmm. not fly to Arizona? Mm-hmm. Is that what he's saying? Or he's gonna drive to Chicago? No, he's gonna Oakland. I think he said he was gonna drive to Chicago from Oakland, I think is what he was saying. I think what? that's what he was alluding to. How long does that take? I don't know, and they lost on Sunday, so I, I hope somebody followed up to see what <laughs> happened there. Is he still on the road? I don't know. I just don't know, but stay away from, stay away from the team, stay away. I don't hey. want you to be sick hey, or die. Hey, it's me, Tony yeah. Larusa. I took a wrong turn. Now I'm in Tacoma, and I'm blowing a Bigfoot. How did this happen? My pacemaker's going fucking crazy, and I'm just on a Bigfoot outside of a Tacoma Starbucks. I just want to get to Chicago, please. I'm Tony Larusa. He's a much deeper voice than than I recall. That's uh, he's a real manly man. Maybe that's because he's fresh off of Bigfoot fellatio. It may be. It just just guys being dudes blowing blowing Bigfoots. Um, <laughs> is it Bigfoots well, or is it Big Feet? <laughs> or look at all those Big Feet over there. <laughs> there's like there's a gaggle of Big Feet walking there. down <laughs> Seattle <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> A Roman gaggle of big feats. <laughs> this is weird. Yes. Um, well, good luck to your socks, I guess. I don't I know. Guess. I I went. Uh, I was at the Cubs game on Friday. Oh, yeah. Knew very little players involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, went out after the game to a bar in Wrigleyville, which I haven't I haven't done that in a while. Uh, I Bill, I felt like the oldest person there by like mm. 20 years i felt very old it, it did, wasn't a great feeling did it affect um your ability to drink while at that bar or no 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 not really uh but i drank responsibly i was drinking okay. um light light beer and i was with kyle doinks who's been mm-hmm. on here before mm-hmm and he he gave me the old like hey i he actually went to the Illini game on saturday 
Okay. He's like, ah, actually, I, I drive down to Champagne. I'm going to take it easy. Um, and then I watched this gentleman do about five shots of Malort. Oh boy! Uh, right in right in front of me, and he was uh, he was feeling real good, and it sounded like that was a real rough drive down to Champagne. So uh, we handle it in different ways, Bill. The mm-hmm. feeling old in Wrigleyville thing. And I handled it one way, and Kyle handled it another way. So, but we all came um, out winners. No, it sounds like it. Did uh, was Scotty Pippen's ex-wife there with N- Kyle or no? Nope, Larsa was not there. Okay, did you see by she went on a date with uh, MJ's kid allegedly. Did you no, see that? I missed that. Like MJ's kid and Larsa Pippen was on a. They were on like a double date, which is just an all-time. Uh, troll move, I think, from the Jordan family, if 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 true. So, uh, I got sidetracked there. No, there were no Pippins there, to my knowledge. <laughs> okay, I think that's fine. I think, um, well, if it was one of MJ's kids, they're not that great at shooting. So, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a skeet joke that. My where my brain was, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, all right, well, I'm glad I'm glad you had fun with Kyle. Uh, were you guys uh, uh, celebrating an old friend? I I would imagine over the weekend. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. Our old buddy Good. Brian. It was one Excellent. year anniversary of his passing, uh, which is fucking weird. Yeah. But uh, yep. Also his it was also his birthday on Friday, and then. S- no, sorry. Saturday was his birthday. Then Sunday was the anniversary of his passing. So, yep, weird times all around. And yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Well. Yep. Glad the Malort was flying in, in his honor. I've uh, <laughs> yes. I've never done a shot of Malort. Have you done a shot oh, of Malort in your life? Yes, it's disgusting. Ugh. It's horrible. Yeah. Kyle claims to actually like it. Like he will drink it casually. The only I still say bullshit. You're just saying that to sound cool, but man, I watched him drink those malort, those shots of malort without any issue, and it's it's gross. You got to do it once, Bill. Yeah, like you just you have to. It's a it's a rite of passage. I'm a little disappointed to hear that you've Mm -hmm. not done it. Um, Maybe I have, and I just it was just part of a weird evening. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Next time we're together, we'll do we'll do a shot of Malort. Mm. You Can't probably wait. won't. I, I say that now, but I picture ordering it and you being like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do this." I think my last shot was that that like 103 degree shot of tequila after the chicken wing eating contest that oh. somebody handed me. That was uh, yeah. I still I'm like still thinking about it, and that was a year and a half ago, almost. <laughs> Definitely a year ago. Yeah. So gross. So incredibly gross. Uh, anything else, bud? Anything else to wrap this up? I don't think so. This was fun. This yes. was weird. Yes. I like the Guy Fieri, Jesus, Bigfoot talk. Don't eat the lasagna. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Go Bears. We let's Go. get it. Let's just get another fucking win. I saw some chatter on like Twitter about just laying it all out about uh, the Bears are going to win this game and then we're going to end up like seven and zero. I love the optimism oh. after one game in the rain. 
it's yep. it was my favorite bears fans are the best i love them so much there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about this squad not the least of which is the fact that ira in south carolina came back from the dead on Whoa. sunday on game day all of a sudden his twitter was active again it was oh, fantastic i didn't know this yep he's back he is randy for the bears he he made he made a joke about us not going to the uh, Ted Phillips celebratory retirement party that he threw. And nice. I said, "Well, we we literally thought you were dead." So he's back, <laughs> baby. Respect. Ira is back. Yes, love you, Ira. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, happy to hear that Ira is officially back and dancing on Ted's career grave. Yes. Yes, perfect timing, Ira. Perfect timing. Well, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Frank, for dipshits and dipsticks. That was amazing. Thank you to my daughter for another song. Thank you to Coach Cuse for his editing mastery. His master. He's a master of making things sound amazing. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Dan, just for for being the love of my life. Oh, thank you. I love you, buddy. Uh, we should also say shout out Coach Cuse. Yes. Had a little uh uh wait, I don't know if we could say it. He's he's, he's on the mend, baby. Yeah. He's resting. Shout yes. out to him for just being a badass dude. That's yes. It. That is well said. Shout out Coach Cuse. Happy to have you on our side in the friendship <laughs> world. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Well Cuse. Fun. Thank you. Very smooth. Very smooth. And shout out to Guy Fieri. Just yeah, shout out Guy in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reach mm-hmm. out to Excellent. us. DM us, Guy. We love you. We love you. We love the Bears. We hope you love Zero Doinks. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Packers blow. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. dangerous games um dolphin dick island (laughs) blowhole bonanza (laughs) he has four kids that are named Jaden, jace jobby joby and joel all jays jobby i don't know more about (laughs) jace I think it's Jobby. I'm going with Jobby. <laughs> it's like yes. a, a Lord of the Rings thing. Uh, is it a is it a troll from Lord of the? R- I haven't seen it. I don't know. I think I think that's his middle name though. Or is it the is there is Jobby first, and his first Harry Potter Hand. or something? His first name's <laughs> Hank. <laughs> it came from some website called Sports Spectrum, where it's where sports and faith connect. Who's, have you ever heard of that? I, I know that's no. not really in your 
no. algorithm on your <laughs> computer <laughs> any faith based information because you worship the devil but come here Beelzebub <laughs> love it thank you so much Sunday never has a day. Oh, I don't care if Monday's black. Tuesday, Wednesday, heart attack. Oh, Thursday, never looking back. It's Sunday. I'm love. Goodbye. I'm a dolphin. Poof. <laughs>